Dead Bodies is not for the squeamish and is intended for mature audiences. Let's start with banter. Okay. What's your favourite sandwich? What? Well, I thought it to myself this morning because I made myself cranberry on multigrain. Tur- turkey, smoked turkey, cranberry and lettuce. That's a good oh, sandwich. Oh, yeah. That's a good... Really? No, oh, I don't know. I'm a bit of a Vegemite and cheese gal. Oh. I reckon the best sandwich is pastrami. <laughs> well, this is my list. I wrote a list of things. Here's another thing. That wanna... was it. Oh, okay. Here's another thing. Fat pens. Hate so, them. thank you, because I will hand you one here. So, no. my husband and I recently had a little bit of time down in Tassie, and I steal. Yes, you do that thing where you like wobble it, and it looks like yeah. it's made of rubber. Yeah. Um, I make a point of stealing the pen from and the little notebook from every bedside table. I've got this one home. Have a little write with that, Chanel. See what you think of mm. that pen. The hotel was nice. It was new. Oh, that's nice. It's fat, but it's fat. It writes nice, but it's too slippery for I me. I like a skinny pen, like this one. I like a. That's a perfect pen. That's from Crown Towers. Yes. I love the crown ones. I had a friend. <laughs> I don't know where I got I such a fancy but, uh, crown uh, towers pen from. It was even my bag. I don't know when the I The crown that pens up. are the best. They previously did like a gold-coloured one. Yes. I don't know plastic, where I've had that gold one colour. from. They're lovely and skinny. Love it. Hate fat pens. That's it. I'm nearly out of banter. What else have I got? That's all. Yeah, we can tell. Oh, this is like yeah. scraping the bottom of it yeah. with the sandwiches. Royals. Um, I have nothing else to say for myself. Uh, can I shout out to two people that I won't name? You sent me the details of a lovely woman who'd written in um, because of my bowel issues. Oh, yes. I've she had a yeah. friend who had the same bowel issues. And can I just say I've spoken to them both. And I won't name them because I haven't even That's asked them nice if I can do this. But no, it's do? fine. Yes, and they were lovely. <gasps> and they were so – what? I thought of you. There was the bowel lady on the news who had been getting all the – doing all the colonoscopies wrong, like a surgeon, and they reckon oh, there was – Oh, I know. I straight away thought of you and your bowel. I know. There was so – for people who don't know, there was a, a kind of a warning put out by the health department because a woman has been doing colonoscopies and hasn't been doing them correctly. And so all these patients now have to go back and have their colonoscopies done again and I was thinking it was so I said in the newsroom this would be this is terrifying yeah. because I've had so many and you kind of you wake up when they're pulling your soul back to, to life um, and you wait for the doctor to come and tell you oh everything went fine your bowel looks great like you want that conversation and mm. now all these people have got to go have their bowel prep again which is horrific and we do their colonoscopies. My dad is 86 and mm. he had polyps in his bowel sure. many years ago. Mm. I mean look I don't know if this is people like hearing about your bowel because it's a beautiful bowel. You're beautiful. My, we all my assume colon, that your colon is beautiful my too. My doctor has told me my colon's lovely. So I'm aware of the fact that I'm now talking about Very an 86 year old man's yes bowel colon which I don't think people are as interested in yes but he's always so he had that years ago he had the polyps removed yes and every he has to do the test that you do and all the associated drink the drink and all stuff and he's getting very stubborn about it now he's like well what is the point I I absolutely understand you have to literally drink the devil's juice for a whole day and shit yourself and he's like so what's the worst that can happen yes there's something in my bowel doing the doing its very worst yes he said, well, 
if I, how much more life have I got ahead of I me? I can understand I, that. Yeah. So I don't, like, I don't know which way to push him. I don't know whether to make him do it or just say, you do what you want, mate. And that's where do, I am at the Maybe moment. he just does what he wants at that point. How yeah. old did you say? 87? 86. 86. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just and he's does just what he wants. Fit, healthy, strong man. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I'm getting stubborn about airport security. Oh. Yes. I don't I, think you're allowed to. I am. No. Because I feel I went on holidays over the summer and it's just so... Take you take that off. Take your shirt off. Take your shoes off. Take okay. your bracelet yep. off. I'm going to go with you. On stand this. on yep. one leg and walk through, and uh, and you you look like you carry bombs. So we're going to bring you over here, and I'm I'm kicking off through airport security. I am. I did not like having to take my belt off. No, because my pants were a bit loose. Yes, I'm like, what are you? I'm going to be humiliated. My yes. pants. But I had the weirdest one coming back from Hawaii. What I was wearing. Tracky dacks. Yeah. And you know how there's Tracks like a, a tie thing at yeah. the front? drawstring. And the woman, I still have no idea. You tell me if you can figure out what this was about. She was going, push it to the side. <laughs> push it to the side. And I'm going, what do you mean? And it was like dangling in a bow. Yeah. And I don't know if it was because there were two, like, you metal know, on bits. the end. Yeah, like on the end of a um, shoelace. Yeah. There's like little okay. knobby bits. And they were little tiny metal right. knobby bits. But why, what would no. be the difference if it's hanging in front of my VJ yeah. or hanging to the side? I don't know. Why did you look at Simon when I said VJ? I just wanted to see if oh, there was reacts on yes, it. Yes, Simon. Uh, just a side note, those little plasticky things on the end of your laces are called aglets. Aglets? Yeah, I, I don't know why. I know, I know shit like that. So I what? love that. Aglet. Push yeah. your aglet to the side. She didn't say that. Oh. And she didn't explain herself. Thank and you. She, and I think she was just drunk with power. She just was like, so, I can make you do anything with your clothing that I want you to do. I, on my summer holidays, got sunburnt. Who gets sunburnt past the age of 18? Yeah. Honestly, what a fucking idiot I am. I got sunburnt. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed by it because normally I'm in the yeah, sun. Yeah, I would be too. When there's sun, I'm totally covered. Do you, are you a shade seeker? I'm a shade seeker. I'm an obsessive shade seeker. I'm and an I was walking in the path this morning. shade seeker. The path was in sun, but there was nah. a bit of shade. So I was nope. doing – I thought if anyone's watching me from a distance walking nope. through the park, I'm zigzagging. To the shade. To the shade. Yeah. And Nico's the opposite. He is like a bronze statue. Mm. He is fully out there sunbathing. And I – it's it's a difficult situation on holidays and I, it's a very privileged conversation. But he's always looking – he's like, oh, well, we need a spot at the pool or at the beach where she's in shade and I'm here. And yeah. he's always like, is that Thank enough you. shade for you? Give me shade. You know, could you be – I want shade. Get in a box. Yep. Um, but I was sunburnt on my shoulders coming oh, no. back, right? And I was fuming about it because I was so annoyed at myself because it's the fucking dumbest thing you can do is get sunburnt. It's mm. just stupid. Anyway, so I had on like a singlet and some shorts and I had a shirt, just like a loose shirt over the top because I didn't really want anything to touch my shoulders. Anyway, mm. so I went through airport security and she's like, shirt off. Why? Where's the please? Yeah, shirt off. Where's your manners? And I was like, and she, and she looked at my shoes and she goes, shoes off. So I was basically, I was just out there for everyone to see as I plotted through. And then it was one of those ones I'm going to stand up. We had to put your arms out. Oh, You know, yeah. you stand the thing yep. and then spread, spread them and then go through. And then she goes, oh, we can see something on it. You know, do you want to, we'll have to pat you down. What? What, what could be on me? And she goes, and I, I think I must have done a face because she goes, did you want a private room? And I said, no, just do it here. What was it? What did nothing. you have? Nothing. She like put her hands right down the middle of my boozies. What? There was nothing there. What are they? Yeah. She did all the things. To. She was like, 
I mean, it everywhere. is good that they do that because I know I shouldn't complain because I'd yeah. complain equally as something terrible happened on me plane. Well, it's, wouldn't I? yeah, I remember the days when you know, and they had Honestly. things in their shoes to mix with. Yes, so, shirt off. I'm really going. I'm. We should just do a story now. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, it's a quick one and it's not as dire as my last ones have been. I've been the real Grim Reaper lately. Um, okay, so we're talking about a successful and respected corporate and securities lawyer in this one. He's Toronto-based uh, at the firm Holden Day Wilson and he's 38 years, years old. Um, uh, and uh, what have I done here? <laughs> <laughs> Gary is his name. Has I've, he got I, a last name? Yes, Gary Hoy. Okay. H-O-Y? Yes. Right. Um, he was described by managing partner Peter Laws as one of the best and brightest lawyers at the firm. Anything? No, not okay. yet. On July 9, 1993, a reception was held at the law firm for law students interested in apprenticeships at Holden Day Wilson. Mm-hmm. Gary Hoy was giving a tour And on that tour, he decided to throw himself against the window of the Toronto Dominion (gasps) Bank Tower so the students could see just how resilient the glass was. Oh, don't. Hoy had performed the trick and all the stunt to audiences countless times before. He enjoyed doing it. He enjoyed demonstrating the strength of the windows. It was clear that he enjoyed showing off a bit. It's his party trick. I love that. And now here we are. You might wonder why we're at the windows. Watch this. But he might be a fly because flies do that, don't they? Bang up against no, the glass and they he's don't learn human. the lesson. They do it again. The first time Hoy body slammed the window that day, he bounced <laughs> off it. See? Look how strong the windows are up here. I don't think any time any bloke has ever gone, hey, guys, check this out. Check this out. I don't think it ever ends right. Well. Yep. So he's done it once. He's body slammed it. But he's decided to go for round two. What occurred next happened all too quickly and no doubt left everyone horrified. Every time I see your phone light up on the desk, I get excited. Is it someone at the thing? Is it the women? It's my husband. <laughs> I don't know what he's saying. It could be, I bet you would be saying I saw that they came a second time. <laughs> yes, he's like, did they turn up again? <laughs> yes. yes, they did, Nico. You better start making gonna, snacks because they're coming back. over later. Um So, instead of bouncing off the window as he had the first time, Hoy went straight through, plunging 24 stories down towards the building's courtyard below. He died instantly. Oh, my God. The glass didn't shatter, but rather the entire window popped out of its frame. It quickly became clear to police who arrived on the scene, I don't know why I'm laughing, that Gary Hoy's death was the result of a tragic freak accident. Hoy was showing his knowledge of the strength of the window glass and presumably the glass has just given way, said one Toronto police officer. I know the frame and the blinds are all still there. So just that piece of glass just popped out. Okay, all right. Here's one of my issues. You know I've got a thing about balconies. I don't trust them. I won't You're go on You're strange them. about balconies, yes. I've also got some issues with windows. Do you? Because well, what about these ones? The only thing holding them in, in many cases, is a little bit of putty, which cracks and dries. So this and one can in the studio, though, is silicon. between two pieces of timber. Yeah, these are different because they're they're double glazed because it's a 
big city office building and yes. these in, inner ones are probably so it's airtight or whatever right. there's soundproof in here. So they're sunk into a little recess there with a bit of silicon. But most windows in houses, there's just a little bit of putty holding That's it. True. It may as well just be clag that That's we used true. at school when we were kids. Well, and he probably, with all his previous boom, 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 look at me. Because he's always doing it to the same window. It's weakened it. He's doing, he's done this. I don't know of, this is the Toronto police officer, I don't know of any building code in the world that would allow a 160 pound man to run up against a glass window and withstand it. So he's running at it and body slamming it. In the course of the following three years, there was a mass exodus from the firm. More than 30 lawyers left after the trauma of losing one of their own. Oh, my goodness. In 1996, Holden Day Wilson officially closed due to issues surrounding unpaid bills and compensation. At the time, it was perhaps the most infamous law firm failure in Canadian history. Wow. Everyone left. The law firm bust. And it was actually became so famous that that, situation was you. replicated in different like comedy skits as well wow yes that's um amazing sorry I'm just... but imagine because we've been talking about gossip right there would be people in that office being like oh here we go he's gonna do that fucking thing when he jumps up against yeah them. one day that's gonna fucking fall out well i know i've referred to it a few times but reunion with the, some girls i went to school high school with and I remembered an incident and it was so lovely to have because, you know, you remember bits and pieces from yes. school and I remembered seeing this thing happen and one of the other girls said, yeah, I remember that happening. It was um, – there was a, a guy pursuing one of the girls we were informed to. Yes. Which is year – what's that? Seven, eight, year eight these sure. days. Um, and she backed up and the school door was one of those big old sliding doors yes. where there's a pane of glass like a square of glass towards the top of the door and she backed into the door and the door sort of wobbled and a piece (gasps) of glass came out but it came out like a shard pointy like a like a you know when a lightning comes down in the sky and it cut her finger not completely off but it was hanging like just by a thing yeah Mm. and I thought I was the only one that remembered it but my friend said no I remember that Feedback? Yes, please. Okay we've got one from Claire she says hi Chanel, Dee Dee and Oh, we don't care about the third person on that, so we won't say the name. Not nice thing. Nice things, nice things. I really enjoy the Just mix two of... two nice things, oh, not listen three. To how good, we how only compl- need two of them this to how complimentary this is. Good. I really enjoy the mix of education, mm. humour, oh. thoughtfulness and banter on your podcast. All of those All are of there the things. For you. Some dead bodies I've seen and am fascinated by are that Uh, Some that many others have also seen. I come from an Irish family and whenever I go to Ireland, I make sure I visit the National Museum of Archaeology in Dublin. Not only is there stunning ancient... Is it, it's Celtic, isn't it? Yes. Celtic jewellery on display, which I like to think means my love of jewellery is genetic. That's true. They also have a room on bodies from the Iron Age and have preserved in Bogs in rural Ireland. Oh, those bogs preserve stuff. It's weird. It's like what do you mean? There's something about. I thought the, I was reading that wrong. No, not not acidic. There's something to do with the 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 pH or whatever it is right. of the the bogs that they, yes. things do stay 
intact in them. These are believed to have been ritually sacrificed and some are so oh. well preserved you can see the braids in their hair. Wow. The room is dimly lit and the bodies are laid inside small chambers with walls, which I think gives them some dignified privacy and forces the visitor to really contemplate what they're viewing. I find the setup deeply respectful and it reminds visitors that these are people, not artefacts. I would be keen to hear your discussion of the lost Franklin expedition, which oh. disappeared navigating the north Northwest Passage in the Canadian Ooh. Arctic and what was found later. We Best haven't done that Claire. passage. We've no. done your back passage many well, times. So many times. Would you keep oh, it the way you do that Lord, I can. Let me keep this one. Um, that sounds like sort of a time teamy that, kind of that a vibe. That is true what she says, though, because I watch, I'm obsessed with Egypt. Oh, yes. yes. I'm obsessed with it. And I, in those documentaries, there's so many on Netflix, and when they're just taking apart the tombs and I'm – Terrified that it's a ritual, it's a space, it's so. I have and they this just thing with jam that. It's hard there. to know. It's like the Titanic argument, you know, do, you, do we leave them because that's their know, grave? Or do we learn? That's where they are. Don't we know. We should learn. I just don't know. Sometimes, do you ever watch Time Team? No. Oh, they're like this. Is that it's... another podcast? Okay, good. Simon saying to me, it's not. It's, it's like... a TV show. It's been going forever. Okay. And they do little archaeological digs oh, and I love dig that. up. But so occasionally they'll find a body, but sometimes I don't know if they're respectful enough. They go, oh, we found a skeleton. You know, they're yeah. just like, oh, and then they just then they dig just all the dirt off it. It's like, excuse yeah. me, that's somebody's so loved rude. one laid to rest. Um, all right, I've got one here, and this is an email. If you do ever want to email us, by the way, the email is deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com. And this one is from Hannah. Hi. Hi. I'm Hannah, and I am 13 years old. No. From New Zealand. Yes, no. she is. No, she's not. I just wanted to say no. that I love your no. podcast. Oh, no, I said the C word. And that was, sorry, Hannah. Oh. I'm currently on episode 24. Stop. My mum has listened to every single episode and she is the one who got me onto it. Oh, that's fine. Parental consent. We're back on. I We're think, back on. I think that's she, fine. She emailed you two on the elevator episode and you read out her comment. Oh, nice. Anyways, says Hannah, I have a dead body experience. No. I was at the family batch. What would that be? Batch, B-A-T-C-H. I wonder if that's a typo. Okay. Uh, with my friend when a helicopter started to fly around the valley. My mum, dad, friend and I went down to the beach. Maybe she means beach. Maybe that was a typo. Yeah. The beach, along with everyone else literally in the area to see the helicopter land on the sand. They went to the other side of the beach where they had two to three guys, I can't quite remember, lying on the beach. They were attempting CPR oh. after their boat capsized. In an infamously dangerous part of the water. Can I just pause there to say, Hannah, She's you've got an excellent vocabulary. Infamously at infamously. age 13. Very descriptive. Yeah. Um, she's very, very clever. Well, she, clearly she's clever if she's listening to this podcast. That's true. And we're educating her even further. Oh, so I'm concerned about what way, kind of education we're giving her. But anyway. <laughs> uh, Hannah says, my mum is a nurse, so she went down to offer some help. Someone else there knew her, so she was allowed to go and help out. Unfortunately, they could not resuscitate the guys. And Anna being 13 has inserted Hannah, I beg your pardon, uh, sad face emoji. Oh, yes. Um, this may not be the exact story as it happened around a year ago. Goodness me, she's only 12 at the time. Uh, but that's my dead body experience. Even if I saw them from afar, I should hopefully, not really, be able to see more dead bodies. No! <laughs> 
the future. Because, no. Oh, no, listen, because I aspire to become a forensic pathologist. Oh, amazing. Well, we love yeah. that for her. Thank you so much for reading my email. If you did, you probably get loads. Another little emoji there because she's 13. It's the little like I'm sweating on it but smiling at the same time thing. I love the podcast and can't wait to listen to all the episodes. Thank you so much for creating this podcast, Hannah. Another smiley face. And P.S., Sorry that this was quite a long email. That's not too long at all. That's not too long. That's fine. Well, what? A, well, that's lovely, Hannah, and I'm sorry you had to see that on the beach. I know. I am concerned, though. Oh, I've got a question for you. Sure. Question without notice. Please. Um, and I, this is from my daughter. Okay. She wanted to know why news services were able to show the dead body of the Pope. Yes. And I think they also showed the dead body of Pelé. Because both of them were laid out for public viewings. And yet, as you've told us many times, the, the yes. news services won't show resuscitation because it's too We don't show resuscitation. We don't show um, people being very stricken with grief, like wailing and all that. Sort of mm-hmm. thing. We, don't, we find that a bit – that's a bit too But dead distressing. bodies don't get thrown? Like they're usually well, – or is so that like because it's a crime? someone's murdered – so the other day we had our chopper up over a crime scene and that person – I won't say locations or anything because I don't want to identify anything. That person was dead in their backyard. Mm-hmm. We could see really close up, but we wouldn't put that shot on the news. We would blur that body. But I wonder if it's because they are lying in state – ceremonially as opposed to a crime scene correct so there's no but i wonder if we, ethical... did we put a warning i what was that on our network well that's what i would have thought and even as the newsreader was introducing the story there was a graphic behind yes. with you know you could see the body there yeah, in the coffin right i would i would say it's because that person's lying in state so it's different. So is is the rule not necessarily about showing a dead body, but you wouldn't if they're involved in a crime? I suppose at that stage Correct. you don't know. Because a yeah. crime scene, that body is evidence, right? Yes. Or would the judgment be made simply on what's or too the family, distressing to say? Yeah, may not consent to it. We wouldn't have the family's consent to show that body uh, where it could be yes. a consent thing as well, whereas obviously if they're lying in state or if they're on display in that sense, then – there is a understanding that person is going to be filmed and those images broadcast. Yeah. But um, the reason Bonnie yeah. asked it was she was freaked out by it. She did not want to see a dead body on I, the TV. Yeah, I actually think that if we were going to do that, we would have had to put a trigger warning on it Yeah, to say, and this report contains images of a person that has that is deceased. I need no, you know so much stuff. Oh. <laughs> I would think so. It, certainly if that was my story, I would have said to my boss, I feel we need to put a warning on this. Yeah. Just. Uh, I, I think so. Yes. I, I would have expected it. Yeah. But no. Yeah. Bang There it was. Wow. Dead bod right there. Yeah. Mm. That's interesting. Mm. Uh, that's the kind of stuff you get right here on this fantastic Dead Bodies podcast. Dead Bodies is created by D.D. Dunleavy and Chanel Vela and produced by Kirsten Lim Howe. Contact us at deadbodiespodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>